Welcome to the South Lord Baptist Church podcast. This message was preached in 2019. And it's from a series called Identity, helping us to focus on who we are in Christ. This is called Ransomed, Healed, Restored, Forgiven. So the reading is taken from Mark 2 verses 1 to 12. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crown, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there, thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts, and he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. That this amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. This is the word of the Lord. Have you ever been to one of those training sessions, interviews, or maybe church small groups? Sorry if I made you do this. Where someone says to you, Can you tell us five words about yourself? Have you ever been to one of those? Maybe it was three words. I wonder what you would say. I'm not going to come around with a microphone, as tempting as it is. Of course, the idea of those things is to help us get to know you. But I don't know about you, I suddenly think, oh, I can't think about anything. When someone says, tell us something interesting you've done, you think, oh, I haven't done anything interesting. I'm sure we've all done interesting things. Well, we're starting a new series today in our church about identity. Hopefully you can read that on the screen behind. What makes us, what defines us, and how does the fact that we believe in Jesus change that or not and it fits with a baptism because a baptism is about a new start a new birth a new identity and so this series we're going to look at four phrases over the next month about our identity and today's phrase comes from a song we sang right at the start of the service those of you that have been around church many many years will know if i say praise my soul the king of heaven you'll know that that's where the next line comes from ransomed healed restored, forgiven. It was written in 1834, that hymn, but these are Bible words that talk about our identity. And to help us think about that, we're going to look at the story that we heard read for us about the man coming through the roof. Now, when I was at Sunday school, this was the kind of story we acted out or we drew pictures of. And I know some of you have not gone to your groups today, so we have some paper here and some pens, and I'd love you to draw a picture of the man coming through the roof and Jesus healing him. So I'm going to put this in the middle. Don't be shy. Come and help yourself if you want to draw a picture. Adults, if you'd like to draw a picture because it's more interesting than listening to me, I won't be offended. (laughs) It's a great story, isn't it? The house 
It's so packed, there's no room to get in. Have you ever been to one of those parties where there's just no room? And then they're listening to Jesus. And Jesus is teaching about God, what he called the kingdom of God, what it looks like when God is in charge. And then four men come. Well, we assume they're men. Carrying their mate. We assume it's their mate. And they can't get into the house. What would you do? Well, I don't know about you. I'd probably just give up and say I was a bit busy. Do you ever do that? You want to go for lunch somewhere and you think, oh, it's a bit busy. Let's go somewhere else. But they didn't give up. They knew that Jesus could do something. So they had a cunning plan. And what was their cunning plan? To dig a hole in the roof. Now, the roof was probably wooden beams overlaid with mud and branches and things, strong enough to walk on and to sleep on, but easy enough to dig through. And so that's what they did. So some of you are drawing pictures. I have a picture. There they are. Lowering the man through the roof. They wanted the man to meet Jesus. And what happened next changed everything. So let's focus on the man, the paralysed man. He was a man, and all we're told about him really was he was paralysed. He was unable to walk, that means. We don't know why. We don't know if it was a birth defect. Maybe he'd never been unable to walk. Maybe he'd got some illness. Maybe he'd had an accident. It wouldn't have been a car accident because cars hadn't been invented. But maybe something had happened to him and he couldn't walk anymore. And he lived in a culture where there was no social security, there was no plans to help those who couldn't fend for themselves. And so we read elsewhere in the Bible about people that were disabled and they were beggars. Or, in another place, they were waiting for this water to be stirred so they could jump in. They were desperate to be healed. This man was not in a good way, but at least he had people to help him, friends or family members. But I wonder if you said to the paralysed man, what five words describe you? I wonder what his five words would have been. I wonder what he would have said about his identity. See, for many people to think about their identity is painful because their identity is defined by what they can't do. It's defined by their inability or their disability or their lack or their hurt or their pain or what's happened to them. Sometimes, even for a season, external influences or internal experiences affect our identity, our brokenness, our weakness. Sometimes what affects our identity is the labels other people put on us. I wonder what people around thought about this disabled man at the time. I wonder what labels they put on him. Maybe I'm moving beyond the text, but I wonder what the identity of the paralysed man was. But then he met Jesus, and everything changed. Stories about Jesus healing people were already happening. And you read Mark's Gospel, Jesus already performed a few healings. But then something strange happens for this guy. I mean, it's strange enough that you're going to make a big hole in the roof. Imagine someone's come to your house. I guess the equivalent today would be kicking your door down. You wouldn't be happy, would you? It makes a bit of a mess. So in comes the man, messes up the roof, and what does Jesus say to him? You're healed. No, Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. 
Well, nobody was expecting that any more than they were expecting a man to come through the roof. What did he mean by that? Maybe he meant, you're forgiven for messing up my house. Don't think that's what he meant, but that's what he could have meant. You're forgiven. But the religious people who were there, they get twitchy about this thing that Jesus says about forgiveness. They know that it means more than just, you made a hole in the roof. One writer says this, only priests could declare forgiveness, speaking in the name of God. If that's what this man needed, his friends should have taken him to Jerusalem. But instead they take him to meet Jesus. And right there, Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. I wonder what that meant. Some people at the time, like today, think, if you're ill or something bad happens to you, that's because you're bad and you've done something. But Jesus says elsewhere when someone is ill, their illness has nothing to do with them being bad and what they've done. It rarely works that there's a simple equation like that. And so I don't think that's what Jesus was saying. I think perhaps it's that Jesus was saying that this man and all who were listening had a greater need even than not being able to walk. If you met this guy, you probably thought the most important thing to him was to walk. But to Jesus, there was something more important than that, and that was that his sins were forgiven. The outside need, perhaps, was not the most important thing. Like everyone since the dawn of time, this man was affected and infected by sin. That inbuilt rebellion against God that we see from the start of the Bible. That desire we have, you might not think you're sinful, but we all have a desire, don't we, to be our own boss, to do our own thing. We don't like being told what to do, do we? Some of us are a bit more compliant than others, but most of us don't like being told what to do. And most of us know that within us, we have that desire to mess things up. Do you ever just think, what if? And we have that thing. And so the Bible calls that sin. And so Jesus says this man's most important need is to have his sins forgiven, more than being able to walk. When Jesus is here and his kingdom comes, forgiveness is available. Jesus is saying that he is God. And he can offer this man a new start, a new identity. And so one of the words on our phrase for today, ransom, healed, restored, forgiven. We've got forgiveness because Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Suddenly this man has a new start and a new identity. Maybe that's something you need to. That your identity is not just shaped by your guilt and by your past and by the things you've done and the things that people have done to you. Maybe you need to see and hear today Jesus say, your sins are forgiven. So this man's sins are forgiven, but he's still paralysed. So what happens next? Well, the religious people grumble, they're upset about what happens, and eventually Jesus says to this man, get up, take up your mat and walk. And he does. He takes up his mat and he walks. Which leads to two other words here. He's healed and he's restored. This man has had his sins forgiven by Jesus, but now he's able to walk. On another occasion, a man who was paralysed was healed, and it said he went walking and leaping. Well, you would, wouldn't you? If you were unable to walk, and suddenly you can walk, I think you'd be a bit like, whoa, what's going on? And now he is restored. 
He's not just healed. What's broken is restored. He has a new identity. He has new possibilities. No longer is he, oh, he's that paralysed guy. Now he's that walking guy. Now we can get a job. Now we can get on with his life. Now life opens up before him as he has a new identity. He's healed. He's restored. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Which one have we looked at? Ransomed, it's not a trick question. <laughs> Ransomed is about paying a price to be set free. If someone's kidnapped, they're offered to pay a ransom, aren't they? And it's not pushing it too far to say the man in our story, the disabled man, the paralysed man, is now free. He's no longer dependent. He's no longer bowed down with the things he was bowed down. He's no longer captive to his past. He has a new start. He's free to walk and run, free to work, free to live a new life. And in many ways this story is pointing us to the end of Mark's Gospel because when Jesus said to this man, your sins are forgiven, all the religious people said, that's blasphemy. You can't say that. And at the end of Mark's story of Jesus, they said, that's blasphemy. And they killed him for it. And so Mark is pointing to the end of his gospel, where Jesus dies. But even in that, God is at work because he's dying for our sins so that we might be forgiven, so that we might be ransomed, healed and restored. Jesus rose again and we saw that picture in baptism. So, ransomed, healed, restored and forgiven. The man is completely changed. No longer is he defined by his sin, he's forgiven. No longer is he defined by his disability or his inability, by his past, by his limitations. And today, Jesus is able to do it for us. Whatever you define yourself as that is not of God, Jesus can restore. Whatever you define yourself as that's negative, Jesus can heal. Whatever is broken in your life, Jesus can put you back Whatever you've done that you think is terrible has been done to you. Jesus offers forgiveness. So, today, Jesus can heal us spiritually, yes, but we believe physically too. He can restore us and make us whole. And he can forgive us whether we feel like we need forgiveness or not. Because the consequences of living unforgiven are terrifying and eternal. So I wonder where you are today. Maybe this is new to you. Maybe you've just come to support Laura. I encourage you to check out more about Jesus and what he means. What it means to have a new identity through him. It's not about becoming a religious person. It's not about losing who we are, but becoming completely who we were made to be. Maybe you've heard some of this before, but are you living in it? Have you lost sight of what Jesus can do? And those of us who are Christians, how do we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves as new creations, as the Bible tells us? Or are we dragging ourselves back to our past? If I were to say to you, what five words would you use to describe yourself? Would four of them be ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven? Because that would be a good start if you're a Christian today.